chapter twelve of the house of mystery by richard marsh this librivox recording is in the public domain the singular behaviour of mr lazarus the girl remained standing just inside the door with her hand still on the handle she glanced from one to the other of the two men with on her face a look of laughter noting it seemed with an air of considerable amusement the black looks with which bianchi greeted her she wore pinned to the bosom of her dress a single white rosebud as she stood there raising her right hand she touched it gently with her fingers silence followed her appearance her eyes rested on mr lazarus as if struck by the singularity of his appearance she wondered who he was holding the violin in one hand the bow in the other he remained with his back towards the door glancing at her over his shoulder bending his spine as if it had been made of india rubber the better to enable him to do so without moving from where he was her entrance seemed to inspire bianchi with sudden anger as if he had been some ill-tempered terrier he clenched his fists he ground his teeth his eyes flamed he looked as if he were disposed to spring at her and without any sort of parley assail her with tooth and nail if she noticed the peculiarity of his demeanour she treated it with the sublimest unconcern she dropped a little curtsy half mocking wholly charming i hope gentlemen i do not interrupt you bianchi turned to lazarus like some snarling cur you hear her this is how she comes to me all smiling fresh from her treachery is it to be believed lazarus did not reply his whole attention was occupied in observing the girl it was strange considering how strained was the position he was standing in how motionless he remained maud still regardless of the singularity of his deportment turning to bianchi favoured him with a little curtsey all to himself signor i haven't seen you to speak to since since when not since the great betrayal not since you plighted your cloth is that not what you call it to the english lord no that is so how odd it was not even an hour ago that you were guilty of this great this inconceivable crime you call it odd to me it is still odder that you should come to me so soon with a smile upon your face why mayn't i smile oh you may smile your kind always smile they smile with their lips while with their hands they push men down into hell Shh! she put her finger up to her lips her eyes alive with laughter we are not alone reserve your italian idioms until some other occasion present your friend to me throwing out his arms in a melodramatic gesture he broke into a peal of affected boisterous merriment she put her hands up to her ears signor laugh in tune 
you're all in flats he continued his affected merriment moving his arms up and down as if they had been semaphores she tells me to laugh in tune how is it possible when everything is in discord lazarus he slapped his companion on the shoulder which he managed to do by reaching high above his head for the first time mr lazarus moved he drew himself up straight all in one piece as it were as if he had been moved by clockwork bianchi continued in the same noisy tone of unnatural joviality i am desired lazarus to present you to this lady i have the pleasure miss dorincourt in presenting to you mr lazarus my very good well-trusted friend mr lazarus his arms close to his side still holding the violin and the bow bent not only his head but his body too as if saluting with profound obeisance some great princess while she as if entering into the humour of the thing bestowed on him the profoundest curtsy in return regaining her perpendicular she gazed at him with open candid yet merry glances as if seeking to ascertain whether in his oddity he was serious to which he replied by lifting up the whole of his eyelids pulling them up it almost seemed by a string which was inside his head and meeting her laughing looks with the full glare of his own extraordinary eyes i have much pleasure miss dorincourt in meeting you it is to me a great pleasure indeed either something saturnine which was in his tone or the amazing change in his appearance which was produced by the sudden unveiling of the eyes affected the girl unpleasantly so much was plain her cheeks went a little white she gave a startled movement backwards as if her instinct told her to place herself beyond his reach bianchi commented on her action disagreeably what is the matter with you miss dorincourt are you afraid of lazarus the girl made an evident effort to get the better of her transitory emotion facing him with a mocking smile my good signor bianchi what do you mean by asking if i am afraid of mr lazarus is your friend an ogre that he should inspire with instant terror every one who looks at him i am not an ogre miss dorincourt i give you my word i am just an ordinary kind of man no more than that in spite of his assertion to the contrary when the girl looked half laughingly at him again he affected her as if he had been a very extraordinary kind of man indeed his eyes were opened at their widest as she met them they seemed to act on her as if they had been the eyes of some malignant reptile to hold her disagreeably spellbound it was with an obvious struggle that she wrenched herself free turning away from him as she did so with a movement of unmistakable repulsion again the organist broke into forced discordant laughter why miss dorincourt are you not well or is it that lazarus has the evil eye she bit her lip as if annoyed with herself for having exhibited confusion but she kept her back turned towards mr lazarus and evinced every disposition to keep it turned i had hoped signor bianchi to have tried over a new song with you but since you are engaged some other time will serve it's a kind of a song that's not at all in a hurry 
lazarus glanced at bianchi this time from under his closed lids then seeing him slow to take the hint he intended to convey himself hurriedly said we are not engaged miss dorincourt believe me we are not at all engaged not in any way at all on which bianchi followed somewhat tardily the other's lead that is so it is quite true we are not at all engaged it is you who are engaged oh yes indeed she evinced no symptoms of a desire to avail herself of their joint assurance it's very good of you to say so but i've changed my mind the song's all gone out of my throat good-bye signor some other time she moved towards the entrance i entreat you miss dorincourt not to permit my presence here to alter in you the purpose you have formed as lazarus said this he gave the organist a push behind the girl's back which induced that gentleman to take a position between her and the door you say that you have come here to try your song well i'm here i'm ready we will try your song but signor is it not permitted to a lady to change her mind ever it is not an affair of being permitted with you you change your mind a hundred times this is one of those times the hundredth perhaps my mind is changed allow me signor to reach the door but this is the folly of a child you are not a baby you say that you have come to try your song and you shall she held herself a little straighter i shall you shall try your song yes i say you shall signor bianchi moved on one side she gave a little imperious and contemptuous movement with her hand meeting him steadily eye to eye he perceptibly wavered in another second would have suffered her to pass but at the critical moment mr lazarus touched her on the shoulder from behind i entreat you miss dorincourt not to deprive me of so great a treat under the light pressure of his finger-tips she seemed to shiver remove your hand from off my shoulder mr lazarus he paid no heed to her request in pity's name miss dorincourt do not dash away the cup which is already at my lips i have heard so often from my good friend bianchi of your beautiful voice that i have dared to hope that i might one day have the extreme felicity of hearing it request your friend signor bianchi not to touch me the organist laughed vacantly it is not for me to give orders to lazarus command him yourself you may be sure he will have the greatest pleasure in doing as you will so far she had remained with her back towards the over-persistent supplicant the tips of his fingers rested lightly on her shoulders but it was as if he had held her in a vice it was apparently with an actual exertion of force that she succeeded in freeing herself from their contact with flushed cheeks she turned to face him sir you presume she was going to add something further something of a distinctly angry tenor but whatever it was it was as if it were dried in her throat encountering the full glare of his horrible eyes she seemed to fall into sudden confusion the flush in her cheeks gave way to pallor she shivered from head to foot as if indifferent to the effect which his glance had upon her he continued in the same half whining half sardonic tone i too am a musician though a very poor one after all music is to me my life i entreat you to permit me to listen to the music of the gods to sing with bianchi here your little song she put her hand up to her face looking this way and that as if she were feeling dazed touched her throat with her fingers as if there were something there which troubled her 
then with a curiously startled air turned to bianchi since since it would give such pleasure to your friend i i will sing to him this song her voice was not as it was wont to be in it was a muffled cadence as he perceived the sudden change which had taken place in her outward bearing bianchi on his part was evidently taken by surprise and even slightly troubled an expression of doubt came into his black eyes he furtively crossed himself which latter action was at once observed by maud what did you do that for the question seemed to take him completely aback he began to stammer it it is a habit which which i have at, at certain moments of the day as a preservative against the evil eye is it not so bianchier mr lazarus's scornfully bitter accents seemed to lash the organist as if they had been thongs of whips he shrank back abjectly apologetic it is a sign of my faith no more not a jot not a tittle more as you say it is a sign of your faith in a good many things is it not so eh the girl's eyes travel from one to the other with in them the same dazed look as if seized with a sudden access of sleepiness she could not make out exactly what was happening when she spoke her voice and the words she used pointed to the same queer mental aberration well am i to sing i would rather not i don't think i will something seems to have happened to my voice i don't feel as if i could i i will sing to your friend signor bianchi some other time sing now mr lazarus stretching out both his arms touched her with the tips of his fingers lightly on either shoulder looking up at him she met his eyes as she did so all expression seemed to go out of her face she spoke thickly yes i will sing to you now mr lazarus turned to the organist with an air which was half jaunty half malignant and entirely disagreeable come bianchi miss dorincourt will sing to us now play your little accompaniment but the musician's eyes were fixed upon the lady's face he seemed disturbed by what he saw there perhaps it is as miss dorincourt says she is not well enough to sing he threw out his hands with a little burst of natural passion oh why have you been so false to me tell me are you not in a mood to sing paid no heed to lazarus paid no heed to him at all she turned to him with something of the air of a timid doubting child which was in singular contrast to her wonted bearing of impetuous careless laughing disdain she kept touching her throat as if anxiously with her long white fingers as if there still was something there which gave her trouble and she spoke with a hesitancy which was altogether foreign to her nature to to be quite frank with you i don't think that i am in altogether a singing mood there there seems to be something the matter with my throat and my eyes are heavy i don't think that i am quite well then you shall not sing if you do not want to you shall not i tell you lazarus she shall not sing and i tell you that she shall as he spoke mr lazarus departed very markedly from his bearing of saturnine placidity with one of his contortionist-like movements he inclined his body towards where the organist was standing and seizing him with both hands beneath the armpits lifting him clean off his feet he held him out in front of him within a foot of his own face the smaller man was so taken by surprise that he made not the faintest show of resistance and when he found himself confronted by those baleful orbs 
which seemed to burn themselves right into his brain all latent notions of the sort were stifled at their birth mr lazarus repeated his own observation i tell you that she shall sing he replaced the organist on his feet the little man seemed limply miserable very good if you say it must be so i suppose that it must be his friend tapped him smartly on the shoulder and you will play for her the little accompaniment the signor sighed but acquiesced all the spirits seemed to have departed from him if you will that is a trifle that is nothing i am always ready to accompany her she knows that very well mr lazarus turning towards the girl extending his long tentacle-like arm pointed at her with the index finger the piano is ready for you bianchi waits sing twisting his arm slowly round as if it were some boneless muscle he gradually brought it into line with the instrument which was at his back the girl following the outstretched finger with curious precision until at last it landed her as it were at the piano's side mr lazarus then directed his attention to the organist addressing him with considerable irascibility now bianchi how long is miss dorincourt to be kept waiting eh do you not see that she attends her your leisure to your seat my friend the musician moved towards the music-stool with a degree of haste which was not dignified as he seated himself upon it he glanced up at the girl who was standing like some lovely automaton at his side and once more the spectacle which she presented appeared to trouble him she was so very still she who never in his life before had he known to continue quiescent for a dozen consecutive seconds the gaiety the buoyancy the joyousness which were the characteristics of the ebullient life youth vigour which were in her veins these things seemed to have wholly disappeared no longer was she impertinent tender bewitching disdainful all in a single breath from her cheeks the colour had faded the light from her eyes the merry curves from about the corners of her mouth her countenance was shrouded with an unwonted gloom a preternatural gravity dullness heaviness she looked half stupefied half imbecile a phlegmatic fool the sight of these things and the reflections they entailed seemed to pain the particular conglomerate which the italian called his heart he fidgeted on his seat then throwing out his hands in front of him with the familiar monotonous gesture he reverted to the subject which was uppermost in his mind ah why did you betray me why did you tell me so many lies declaring that your cousin was to you a thing not to be endured and then with perjuries fresh upon your lips to go and promise to be his wife in public holy saints in public i ask you that what have i done that you should make of me a fool without the slightest warning answer me that false one if you can it appeared that she could not or at least she did not instead she put her hand up to her face with the feeble foolish trick she seemed to have suddenly acquired she smiled vacantly as if she were making a fatuous effort to collect her thoughts then she murmured indistinctly as if she had plums in her mouth i don't know what you mean it seems stupid but i feel so strange she looked and sounded strange a stranger coming suddenly upon her might have been excused for imagining 
that she had had too much to drink rising from his seat stretching himself across the open instrument bianchi began to rain imprecations on his friend what have you done to her with your witchcraft your evil eye your accursed evil eye i have changed my mind i will settle with her for the way in which she has used me myself it is her affair and mine it has nothing to do with any one besides i will not suffer the thing which you would do to her to be done undo it undo it i tell you i will not have it done remove the spell which you have cast upon her and take yourself away far far away or by the living god i will kill you instead of her in face of the other's excitement mr lazarus remained entirely unmoved he merely shrugged his shoulders and said with his habitual smile if anything a little more pronounced than usual play for miss dorincourt her little accompaniment my friend signor bianchi shaking both his fists vociferated in reply i will not i will not i will not play a note for her or for you either not a note mr lazarus came a step forward he lifted his arm as he had done before only this time the index finger was pointed towards the emotional musician and with his arm he raised his eyelids you will play for miss dorincourt my friend at once or i will use you worse than her the italian began to dot himself with crosses mr lazarus smiled not pleasantly they are no use your crosses against me not at all you yourself know that quite well if you do not i will show you now sit down and play signor bianchi sat down he placed his hands upon the keyboard what shall i play he asked what you please any of those beautiful songs which you tell me so often miss dorincourt sings like the angels sing i am content bianchi played the opening bars of a song of mozart's sing that he said but she was still sing it he repeated why do you not sing it you know it very well but yet from her lips there came no sound do you not hear what i say am i to play it again what is the matter with you he looked up at her askance her head was thrown a little back with the fingers she was doing something to her throat pressing it seemed the windpipe a gurgling noise issued from her throat almost as if she was choking on a sudden she spoke uttering with difficulty a few words as if she was being strangled i-i can't sing i can't some something's the matter with my voice leaping to his feet the organist snatched up some music-books which stood on the piano and with all his force he threw them at his friend mr lazarus drawing himself a little back struck them with his fist so luckily or so dexterously that he drove them full back into the thrower's face bianchi put his hand up with a cry of pain the blood was streaming from his nose you are a fool my friend you tell me again and again and again that miss dorincourt can sing like all the angels it is all fudge your swan is a goose here is the proof you see for yourself she cannot sing a note you are all lie 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 you are a devil gasped the italian his whole attention occupied by his streaming nostrils very good i am a devil i will prove to you that at any rate i have some of a devil's power so saying lazarus went close to the apparently already more than half unconscious girl putting his hands on her two shoulders he twirled her unceremoniously round till she confronted him look at me he said straight in the face with rare docility she did as he bade her her eyes turning towards him with a tremulous haste which in its way was pitiful his own eyes were open to their widest limits 
they were fixed on hers with a concentrated glare which seemed as if it threatened to devour her by its sheer intensity it seemed to hold her motionless even breathless by degrees a singular change began to take place in her appearance the muscles of her face became rigid her jaw dropped a little open her eyeballs turned convulsively round in their sockets leaving little more than the white perceptible in this condition she remained while lazarus for still another minute continued to glare at her with unblinking eyes then he pushed her from him as if she were some senseless thing i think that will do he laughed what have you done to her demanded the musician ask her perhaps she will tell you maud miss dorincourt my angel heart of my life bianchi addressed her warmly thus one hand extended the other holding an handkerchief to his ensanguined nose but she was still standing like some lay figure staring woodenly at mr lazarus's grinning countenance you see she will not speak to you perhaps it is because she no longer desires your acquaintance what is it you have done to her cast on her the evil eye holy virgin it is a little experiment that i have made a little door which i have opened into one of nature's hidden chambers in obedience as it seemed to a movement of his hand the girl turning crossed the room where is she going to kill my lord of stains it is to carry out the little joke which together we have arranged bianchi broke into a torrent of exclamations she shall not do it she shall not dear god i tell you she shall not do it he made as if to rush across to her lazarus gripped him by the shoulder and i tell you that she shall the girl had paused as if waiting for further instructions again he moved his hand she opened the door bianchi continued to struggle and to scream maud maud dear god heart of my life maud his friend held him as in a vice you are a fool all through it is well i am the stronger or you would spoil all that i have done the girl passed from the room you see she has gone to kill my lord of stains this lovely young lady is the most perfect subject i've ever found a singer a musician is nearly always a good subject it is because they are so sensitive their nervous system is all open the greater the artiste the finer the subject but to have succeeded like this the very first time to have inspired an innocent girl with a desire to kill her lover that is a triumph of science a veritable triumph my dear friend the organist persisted in his efforts to escape from the other's grasp maud maud he cried you fool what a fool you are do you not see it is too late if she has found him he is already dead in an access of playful savagery mr lazarus whirling the little man above his head flung him in a heap into a corner of the room End of chapter twelve